Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Metadata. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help. Legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 143 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in St. Louis. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. In our last episode, we gave you our takes on this year's developments in legal technology. Color us not overly impressed, but we are always the optimists. The start of a new year is a time for making New Year's resolutions, and there's no better place for 2015 resolutions than technology. And we're here to help with that and to unveil what's on our own list. Tom, what's on our agenda for this episode? Well, Dennis, in this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, we'll be discussing our legal tech resolutions for 2015. In our uh, second uh, segment, we'll revisit our 2014 technology resolutions or uh, some of the things that worked well for us and uh, talk about the uh, 2014 uh, resolutions that we actually accomplished. As usual, we will finish with our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you begin to use the second that this podcast is over. But first, let's get started on our Initial topic, our first segment, 2015 legal technology resolutions. Each year around this time, uh, people start talking about getting a fresh start to the new year, looking at it as an opportunity to get some things done that for whatever reason they were not able to accomplish in the previous year. Over the past few years, we have tried uh, to do that ourselves, but from a technology standpoint, and to encourage our listeners to do the same as well. Dennis, it seems like at this time of year, a lot of people make their annual legal tech predictions to see what's coming in the year ahead. I'm, I'm really no good at predicting, which is why I prefer to talk about resolutions. Why do you prefer to talk about resolutions rather than predictions? You know, I used to do an annual predictions article every year. On, on legal technology. And I, I gradually stepped away from that because I, I think that predictions in some ways are, are less interesting than, uh, than the resolution type thing. So there's a notion of, I think, accountability that uh, that you comes into play with the resolutions. I also like the idea that you're taking what you think is coming with technology or what you see has happened and turning that into action. And I, I think that's important. I also think with predictions, if you make enough of enough predictions, you're bound to get one or two that's right. Um, and so they're thus interesting uh, because I was we talked in last last episode, there's not it doesn't feel like there's a huge amount going on in legal technology. So the predictions you would make for next year probably aren't that different than you would make for last year or maybe in the year before. So that's why I per, prefer the, the resolutions uh, notion. And, and I think it really comes down to what can I do based on what I'm seeing that I can actually take action on? Tom, what, what makes for a good technology resolution, do you think? Well, you know, when I usually think about that, I, I think about when when we look at goals and 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 especially when we do strategic planning things like that, we look at those smart goals. Which is it specific? Is it action? I don't remember what they are. Is it measurable? Is it actionable? Is it realistic? And is it timely? Um, and I think that's a good place to start with when looking at your resolutions because a resolution is really a goal to set for the year. And, and but frankly, if I'm looking at all of those, uh, for me, I think that realistic is is 
probably the most important part for lawyers because I think that a good technology resolution needs to be just time consuming enough that it will feel like you're really accomplishing something, but not so time consuming that a lawyer is going to put it off to do more important things. Because I think that that's the biggest enemy of not getting resolutions done when it comes to technology. I just didn't have the time to get around to doing that sort of thing. And so there's got to be some pain and some discomfort in it. You've got to put some time into it, but it can't be so much that it takes the place of everything else that, that a lawyer needs to get done and the real job and the money that they need to make uh, to to make a living. I, I I don't know that to me that's the most important goal of that sort of smart uh, goal setting uh, principles. What about you, Dennis? Well, I think that yes, that R piece are realistic, results oriented. But I, but I think that the notion where you're saying I'm looking toward an achievable result, and um, and what's that? What's that going to mean? I think there's a notion of of small versus large. So when we talk about sort of resolutions, I think I think you kind of think of something that's a little bit different than a goal, although there is there is some similarity to that. And also think of, of this, uh, I, th- I think what sometimes people fall down on is not seeing this as a process, and I know that's part of what I'm going to talk about um, on, the, on the podcast. And I, I look at some of the things I, I've seen out there, and some of them just seem too small, some of them seem too big. And so I, th- I think finding that right range where you say, can I, what's the result I want to achieve? How, what are the steps I'm going to take? And can I kind of tick those steps off to get to that result that I really want from from this? I guess the other question I have, Tom, is that sometimes you think about, and when I look at the list and when we look at things we've done in the past is, if you look at a process, you don't feel that bad, I think about saying, hey, I didn't make the one from last year. That doesn't mean I'm a failure or it's gone. That's something I can I can keep rolling forward and keep keep moving toward. So I, I think that, you know, repeating the resolutions is, is not a, a bad idea, uh, even though you might feel a little bad about that. Well, it's funny because in my in my personal life, I will set personal goals for, you know, fitness and eating better and losing weight and all sorts of things. And I will say that uh, that uh, I I tend to repeat that every year with as not as much we'll just say not as much success as I would uh, as I would prefer there to be. But you know, I think that you, you talk about small versus large. I know in the show notes you put a, a, um, an article from from Time that talked about. About technology resolutions, and I was looking at those, and and I, you know, it's funny because those are fairly general. Uh, I think resolutions to me they were kind of broad. Um, I, I think that you may have thought that they were kind of wimpy, uh, and but I have to say that I look at them, and I'm going to put these in the show notes because I think it's kind of interesting as an example of technology resolutions. Um, a lot of these are things that that if people do them, it could eliminate a lot of the technology problems that they have. I just wrote down the ones that I thought were interesting. Turn on Find My iPhone handles a, a, a huge security issue. Granted, it takes five minutes, but you've had that. What about that feeling of accomplishment after the five minutes when you turn it on? Going paperless takes a lot longer than five minutes, but it is definitely something that should be achieved. Using a password manager is an ongoing process, but I think it's really important. And then backing up in three different ways. Uh, I, I think those are all worthy 
goals to achieve. And, and I think that sometimes, uh, you know, for those, these things, I think that we've got them, you know, kind of managed, or at least I sort of feel like I'm, I have, I have them done, but I'm constantly surprised at the number of people who aren't doing a lot of those simple kind of basic things. So I'm, I'm going to be an advocate here for, um, some of your resolutions can be start small, you know, have some small steps, some small wins to, uh, to get started. So you can feel like, you did accomplish some things during the year. And so I don't really think that there is a too small. I think it's a, it's a matter of, of, of whether they make sense for you. And, and I think that uh, you know, the examples you gave illustrate some, some important points about the, the notion of resolution. So sometimes you can say, oh, this feels really like a small thing, like you said, to turn on the Find My iPhone. But if it's accomplished, you've, you've taken a pretty big step. There are other things, like you said, I'll, you know, be more paperless, you know, which probably tons of people have on their list. Right. And you're kind of like, well, I, I don't know. Like, did I achieve it or did I achieve it or, or not? Or am, am I making progress toward it? Or, you know, doing a better job with passwords. Those those tend to be really vague. Whereas I think if you say, hey, if I do something where on, just to use a password example, um, to say, hey, if what I do is I make sure in January that my first step is going to be to find all of my main accounts where I'm using the same password and make sure that I, you know, get those passwords changed so I don't have the same password over on two major accounts. That's a huge step. And then the next step of, you know, employing the password manager uh, to, you know, changing, you know, three more passwords each month after after that, you know, by the end of the year, you've, you've really accomplished a lot. Um, so, so I think that you can, it, it partially is a way to have like a big enough vision for what you want to accomplish, but then to be able to say, how can I turn that into steps? And, and I think Tom, when we go to our list and maybe I should just start is, is that, uh, my, my first resolution is, is exactly an example of that of a big vision that's going to, whether it's something I achieve or not, is going to be how I break it down into steps. So I don't know, do you have any other comments or you want me to launch right in? Oh, the only thing I'd say is that I think that's part of the measurability of the goal. And, and, and as I'm thinking about it, I'm looking at some of my, some of my, my resolutions and I'm realizing that, uh, that, that getting to that metrics level, you know, going paperless, um, may be very vague, but saying that, you know, by the end of the year, I'd like to have reduced the amount of paper by X percent, or I'd like to be able to say that I'm, I'm doing this now totally electronic. Uh, it, it's, it's, so maybe the, the, the goal needs to be redefined. Fine, so that uh, so that it is measurable, um, and I think that's kind of that, that's kind of how I'd prefer to look at it. I don't think it. I think it that doesn't make it a goal worth having. Um, it makes it uh, just oh, it's just a matter of redefining the goal. So you know, with that, I think I'm ready to start talking about resolutions. Do you want to start off? Okay. So my resolution no- number one, I call pruning. So I want to do some pruning of technology. So I could say I'm overwhelmed. I would like to simplify. I would like to eliminate. But I don't think that's really a a useful approach for me. So I was actually uh, doing some pruning on a large overgrown plant I have that I'm looking at as as I speak. And what I realized is that that's actually a better metaphor for what I want to accomplish with technology this year. So I want to kind of cut out the things that are not... Uh, 
that are sort of taking energy away from the main things I wanted to trim things up to, you know, put more energy and into the things that are, are growing and to kind of get things under control, but in a way so that there's more, uh, there's more of a sense of thriving, of nurturing and, and actually pruning in the, in the sort of biological or botanical sense. Um, and so, so that's going to be my approach. And, and I, and I look at sort of one of my, biggest successes last year was getting into the world of OmniFocus uh, as my to-do manager. And so what I want to do is, is to say, what are the areas where I feel things are you know, kind of overgrown and scattered and growing all over the place where I can actually do some trimming and pruning? And then to put those onto my into omnifocus uh, probably you know one a month over over some period of time and say you know here uh, you know the my RSS feeds are way out of control I need to trim those down uh, let me think about those during the course of a month and make some progress on that then next uh, the next month I'll, I'll move to something else you know too many podcasts the file structures I have with the idea of saying okay does it you know sort of improve the way I use things does it streamline things or get rid of things I don't need to do does it streamline or does it sort of you know bring more nourishment and development uh, and and let that resolution bloom for me in a way that I would like to see the the plant bes- beside me bloom so that's that that would be my resolution number one and the way I'm thinking about it. So it's the, the bigger vision and not just say, oh, I just want to prune things down or I want to eliminate stuff or delete things. But it's, it's say, what's that process that's going to, you know, by the end of the year, make me feel like I've actually accomplished something. So I think that um, my first my first resolution, uh, uh, actually, you 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 and listeners may be surprised that I'm going to be maybe using the word Microsoft a lot more during my resolutions than I probably expected to when I sat down to think about what my resolutions were going to be. But I I typically take on as a resolution every year learning more about something. Um, And and, and this year will be no no different. And it's really coming through more of a need, but I'm I'm finding that there will be benefits for this learning on the on the outside and 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 that is that um that i really need to learn how to better use some of the um lesser used tools in the Microsoft uh, Office uh, or, or that Microsoft does, specifically Access. Um, Excel, that's not necessarily not unused, but uh, but so what I'm talking about is, and, and Microsoft Project. Uh, you know, part of uh, the Kia technology audit that now has blossomed into its own product, um, it includes better use of Excel, and it, it asks uh, how lawyers use Excel, and I think I know how to use Excel well enough to pass the tech audit, but I there's a lot of things in Excel that I I don't know a lot about, you know, for example, just creating pivot tables to display or manipulate data better is something that I would wager that a lot of lawyers don't necessarily know a lot about how to use Excel for that. I'm I'm also finding that um, Microsoft Access is really a worthwhile tool for storing information. Uh, you may have a lot of related information that's too hard to keep in a standard spreadsheet and finding ways to 
slice and dice that information and put it into a, a, an easy-to-read report is just not as easily done in Excel as it is in Access. And Access is a great tr- tool for just not only storing this information, but also for providing those customized reports on the information in, I think, just about any way imaginable. And I have some specific uses for databases in the coming year, both for work and for personal life, that I'm going to be using as sort of my my template for how to learn to use Access better. And then finally, I've really need to learn how to use Microsoft Project better. I, I In my business, as a consultant, I probably work with project plans more often than lawyers because that's how the companies that I work with are dealing with things. But we've discussed this many times on the podcast. A, a lot of legal work is project-based. There's a ton of great project management tools out there and Microsoft Project is just one is I think it's one of it's probably the most complete in terms of functionality but I think that learning uh, a project management tool is a is, is a worthwhile goal whether you do it this year or or sometime in the future yeah I, th- I think that's a great a great resolution time and I, and I always when people will say they want to learn programs like that I also I think it's important to f- identify you know a project that you want to work on and then you know, as we talked about that result that you want so you say if I'm able to create a database that does X in X in access then I will have satisfied you know that that resolution and so yep, exactly so I, I think that's another way to help frame people frame so my resolution number two kind of you know in an odd way role grows out of the other one of, of pruning and that's automation and so Again, sort of big idea, uh, and then the the idea is to, to figure out what kind of steps will I take to focus that and to come up with some results that I want. And so I, I think that for me, I want to identify, because uh, I have this vague feeling that I'm doing a lot of stuff that's incredibly repetitive, uh, you know, typing the same things over and over again, uh, you know, time when we do the scripts for this this show. I mean, there's a number of things where I go, man, I just do the same set of steps over and over again. I wonder if I'm doing them so often that that it makes sense to look at a tool that will automate some of those things. Um, and it could be if this, then that, the pro, you know, the, the web service we've talked about to say, maybe I, if I mark something to be saved in Feedly, it will automatically go into Evernote or we'll do some other things. Or if I post something in social media in one place, we'll automatically, you know, post someplace else. Uh, if I put something in a file folder, we'll automatically do those sorts of things. So I think there's, there's definitely a couple of steps to this process. So the main thing I think is to find the re- things that are being repeated um, and repeated often enough that it makes sense to either look for a way to automate those or it just the idea of automating them becomes so interesting that it allows me to try an automation tool. So an example might be document assembly. It might be if this, then that, or, or something like that. And then to investigate probably one of those tools and to say, what gives me some good bang for the buck where I can experiment with a form of automation that's fairly simple to do, but I'll see some benefits, you know, as we talked about that sort of specific, measurable, achievable types of benefits that I can look at and say, 
hey, I've, I've accomplished this and I've learned enough as I'm going along that I can take the next step and maybe automate some other things. So automation would be my second resolution. Well, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to second your resolution as my second resolution. I had also wanted to make more use of automation in the coming year. So I'm just going to, to get onto the back of your resolution and, and second that. And, and, and I think, though, that my way of approaching it is a little bit different because I probably, I think you're right, I probably have a lot of repetitive tasks um, that I'm just not aware of. And I, and I guess maybe whether it's laziness or something else, I had decided that rather than try to identify those repetitive tasks, I, I would go and look at the tools and sort of do what you say, that what's the job to be done? What can these tools solve? What can the, how can these tools make things better? And, you know, using... IFTTT, if this, then that, if uh, you just go on there, you will see thousands and thousands of helpful automation, what they call recipes to help the services that we use work better with each other, whether it's Dropbox or Evernote or my Android phone. Um, Just being able to scroll through those recipes lets you see, here's how other people have solved problems. And that kind of In in the past, I've been able to look at that list and say, hey, yeah, these are things that that I have a problem with, and maybe these are recipes that I'd like to try out. Similarly, um, in in working uh, uh, with the Mac as my home computer these days, there are several automation tools that are are good. Hazel is a great automation tool. Alfred, um, Keyboard Maestro are all tools that can simplify and automate a lot of the things that we do. And so my, I think my goal is to actually to try to learn to use these tools better to find ways to automate the way that certain things work between the services that I use or, or in the way that I interact with my computer in general. Yeah, and, and I, you raised a good point too at the time I was, I was thinking as you were talking that if you take that approach where you say, let me just pick one automation tool and start to work with it, I think that can lead you to kind of the next level where you know you really start to become an empowered computer user yep. and are able to do things on your own. So I, I think if you'd said to, to a lawyer especially – or to me or to you, like, oh, you should learn JavaScript or you should learn a programming language. There's just no way. I mean, you, you don't have the time. You don't right. have – but if you're saying, oh, I'm starting to experiment with some automa- you know, automation and scripting, and it doesn't quite do what I want, but I can actually start to to uh, create my own little bit of code there or make some changes to make it do what I'm having, then suddenly you've really stepped up to a different level of, of userness, uh, if I can use that. <laughs> word. Uh, resolution number three for me is uh, revisiting something old and seeing if if there's something new in, in what was in, in the old stuff. And Tom, you and I had this conversation, and actually our, our friend uh, Mark Lortz and I also talked about this a bit, that we were talking about, has technology changed so much over the last few years that stuff that we tried 10, 15, maybe even 20 years ago that just didn't work is now it now might work really well because computers are more powerful. We have the cloud, we have, you know, broadband access, we have all the storage, uh, you know, processing power. And so I, I want to go back and look at, at some of the old things that I had done. I, again, these could be things like document assembly. There are some other things like that. But one that really interested me was I remember 
it's probably easily 15 years ago, I got really enthused about something Microsoft created uh, in connection with Outlook called the Digital Dashboard. And the idea was that you could kind of have this home page or a portal type of, of page um, that gave you you know, summary of your email, showed your calendar, allowed you to, you know, add other parts to it and, and sort of see everything that uh, was of interest to you all in one place. And I was, I wrote an article about this and I was really enthused about this notion. And it's, you sort of saw it at different places, you know, in the, the things like my Yahoo page or the Google page and, you know, those have kind of gone away. But the idea I could have in one place all the things that were important to me. So that could be social media, that could be financial information, RSS feeds, weather, news, sports, all that stuff, all in one handy place. So with the, the notion of, of the dashboard. And so I think that's the area I'm going to go back and look at and say, what can I do? And it might be focus, say social media. It might be news and information. Because I say, I'm in Feedly, I get all these RSS feeds, but I'm not really feeling I get a consistent view of news and things like that. And I like the idea of having that one page or that dashboard that I could go to that would tell me um, everything that was going on that was of interest to me. Sometimes people call that the daily me in a way, but but sort of that one place where I can go like, look, oh, here's, you know, here's how, you know, mutual funds did today, you know, all those sorts of things, weather in different locations, all that sort of thing, all in one place. And so uh, my, my resolution is to say, can I find a dashboard or maybe maybe a couple dashboards that really accomplish what I think I used to be able to accomplish with like a My Yahoo page. Well, you know, I, I will wish you the best of luck on that resolution because I will tell you that is something that I've been wanting to find and and have for a long time is to have the dashboard. And there was a period of time where there were um, a number of dashboard tools that were out there that allowed you to just create different modules um, for the page and put your email there and a calendar and the latest news and it would be the daily me and uh, you know most of those tools to my knowledge anyway have um, have, start, have have really faded away so I will be I will be very interested to hear uh, what you find because uh, I would love to. I would love to use something like that. Now, my um, my revisiting is a little bit different, and I, I've, I've sort of taken a lot of the same uh, themes that Dennis has had for his his uh, his resolutions to to come up with mine or to fit mine into. And, and the theme of revisiting something new, uh, my resolution is to actually get back to write more content. Uh, you know, I've been writing a blog now for. For over 12 years, and there was a time that I was writing a post every single day uh, and writing significant content for that blog, thousands and thousands and thousands of posts, and then sort of life got in the way and time, and I just didn't feel like writing all that often. Um, and and the content on both of my blogs has, I think, almost completely dried up. It has it's just become easier for me to not to write something on a regular basis. But I've really found that the consequence of that is is that when I do write, it's harder to get started writing. It just feels like more of a chore. It doesn't, I don't feel it come naturally like I used to. I think that's to, 
be a good writer, I think a person needs to write a lot, no matter how much they write. They just need to keep writing. Uh, and so my goal over the next year is to to write a lot more on my primary blog, which is the Interalia blog. I'm going to try to do a lot more writing. I'd like to post two or three times a week. I'll be satisfied with twice a week. I'd like to try to do it three times a week. And and this resolution really has some tough consequences as well, because what I've realized is, is that a couple of years ago, I, I started the iPad for Lawyers blog with the idea that I would just post iPad content there and other technology content on Inter Alia. And I think that, in, in part, is responsible for why I haven't been uh, been all that prolific, is just the thought of having to keep up content on two blogs is too much. And so, um, you know, I'm, I, I, I think I'm going to be closing down uh, that uh, that, that iPad for Lawyers blog. I, I can still post the content on Interalia. I can still post it on my regular technology blog. It'll be just fine. Uh, but I think that's going to get me past, help get me past that writer's block uh, that, that's, that's been preventing me from, from creating that kind of content. So that's my goal. My goal is to write more, to be involved more. Um, you know, I think that to a certain extent, that's kind of, uh, that's being present more out in the, uh, out on the internet, whether you're using a blog or social media or video or other tools to do things. And it's just my goal is to, to try to find a way to be more present and to, to kind of get more of the stuff that I'm thinking and, 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 and want to talk about out there uh, more often. And you gave a really nice example, too, of, of my notion of pruning there, Tom. Yep, exactly. So, so resolution of number four and final for me is uh, I want to try some completely new technology, at least completely new for me. And I, I, I think that's going to be uh, the kind of obvious one, but I, I'll kind of phrase it in a little bit uh, different way. So I'm become really kind of interested in this, the intersection between technology, mobile computing, uh, sensors, and, and the human body. And so what, how can technology help us in some of the things we're trying to do with health, fitness, nutrition, those things? So, uh, I mean, I think the, the obvious resolution is, is to buy an Apple Watch, which is probably an easy resolution for me to keep. Uh, but, I, but I also uh, heard a podcast last week, uh, the, the owner of a company called, called Muse, um, M-U-S-E, uh, website is called choosemuse.com and it's it's a device that that uh, allows you to analyze your your sort of resting and active brain waves and I, I just think that taking a look at what technology can do in connection with the body and using sensors uh, I'm not one of those people who wants to go fully to the whole quantified self notion analyze and record everything but it's really interesting to see how the technology that you originally thought of as like, hey, this is just a better phone, you know, mobile phone, it kind of becomes its own, you know, your science experiment package or different, you know, different types of uh, ways you can use the device. Yeah, I, I went to go look at that, and I'm going to, again, I will be very interested to see how that turns out, because it looks interesting to me, but I got to tell you, I just I need to know more about it. I, I'm, so I'll be interested to, to hear back a report from you on, on what you're going to do. Well, I am, in terms of what I will be doing completely new this year, I actually started that today. I actually did it today. Um, I went out the day that we're recording this podcast. I went out and bought a Windows Surface Pro 3 tablet. I did this for two reasons. I want to see if a tablet-type device can replace my laptop. I want to use this as my work laptop going forward rather than 
than the laptop that I have, because that's what Windows is saying. Windows is saying the tablets that's good enough to replace your laptop, and I want to test out that theory. I also want to add another platform to my repertoire, and I say platform because this is a, a Surface is is at least partially Windows, but it's also Windows Mobile. And as as we know, and as we've talked about before, I'm kind of living in multiple tech worlds with Android and Mac and iOS and Windows and now Windows Mobile. I, I know that, uh, Dennis, this may come as a surprise from the guy who wrote the iPad books, but I really want to be a fair judge from both perspectives. I hear people say that this is a better option for lawyers who want to be able to have a tablet alternative to the laptop. And so in the coming year, I'm really going to be learning a lot more about using a Surface to see if that claim uh, is true. Well, let's, uh, why don't we wrap up, I guess, Tom. I, I mean, I guess that my thoughts on these resolutions, I, I think it's useful a useful way to structure things. I, for, like you, I think it's really important to learn something new about technology every year. I just, I just think that's essential so you can build that into what you're doing. I also think to uh, take a look at, uh, you know, the results you want to achieve, uh, you, you know, where you can alleviate some pain points, and then also to look at, the notion of resolutions uh, as a process to say, okay, can I break this down into steps? Um, are there ways to measure? Can I under, can I track to specific results? Um, I may have like the bigger picture, like I you know like I use, but can I actually break that down into pieces that uh, that I can track really well and I can feel like I've accomplished? And then also, can I use, as in my case, to use something else integrated into something else that I do, like my to do list, so it comes up on a regular basis as something that I'm working on over the course of the year, rather than to say, oh, I'm going to you know lose weight, you know, the, the typical things that, that never get done. Well, and that's kind of what my, I have two tips really. And, and, and that first one, it kind of ties in with, with what you're saying, which is really commit to a schedule. Try and don't just say that this is something I'm going to try to work on, really commit to actually doing something about it on a regular basis. And depending on what that goal is, um, you know, the schedule will be different, but, uh, but really try to commit to a schedule. And then Take advantage, leverage tools that can help you learn more about something. I have been using lynda.com um, for the past couple of months to learn more about access. And I got to say, it's really a great tool. It's a very, very useful and easy to, to use tool for learning more about different software products. And there are thousands and thousands of courses on just about any kind of software product that you might be interested in learning about. I, I really recommend using a tool like that. So having that, that tool as a backup, uh, I think, is is a good way to, to learn about a product. All right, before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick break for a message from our sponsor. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. And now let's get back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Tom Mile. 
And I'm Dennis Kennedy. We thought it would be fun to revisit our own personal tech resolutions from last year and look what we actually accomplished in 2014. It's good to acknowledge your successes every now and then to keep you motivated. Right, Tom? Uh, that's absolutely right. I went back and looked at our episode last year uh, at our at our tech resolutions episode, and I I had two primary resolutions, and I'm happy to say that I accomplished them primarily. Most of them. The first one was to learn the Mac and learn to work on multiple platforms. I can say that I got a Mac in early January of last year, and I have been loving using that. I've, like I said a few minutes ago, I've been I've been living in a multiple platform world. And I, it's given me a greater appreciation for how to access information, how to get to it um, so that it's available no matter what platform you're on. And I think that's worked out really well. Uh, the other one was in line more with my job, and it was it, to get a, a certification in privacy. And uh, the International Association of Privacy Professionals offers certification. And I uh, I, I actually got my, my foundational uh, – I passed my foundational test in privacy, and then I did get certified this year in – European privacy, believe it or not. I uh, have been giving a couple speeches on European privacy because of the new changes over there. I am still working towards my American, uh, my U.S. privacy certification, uh, but I did get a significant way through this year. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased with my progress on those resolutions. How about you, Dennis? Okay, so you reminded me before we started the recording that I had three resolutions last year that I was trying to duck a little bit, I guess. But one was... But, but you, you can still duck them. I wasn't saying anything one way or the other. So they were uh, revamping my website to take my backup to the next level and to, to really become a, a good user of, of Evernote. Uh, so re- website revamped, mobile ready, very pleased with how that turned out. Still have to get some content updated, but in terms of of taking care of the issues there and making me feel like I have a, a modern website done, uh, very reasonable. You know, really enjoyed working with the the guys who who did that for me. Um, the other thing is kind of an interesting thing about resolutions when when Tom and I were talking about this was that. I was talking about taking back up to the next level, and and I sort of see that because I have a reminder uh, about this, uh, which turns out to be actually be the last piece of the backup puzzle for me. So I would sort of say, "Wow, backup was something I never got done," because I keep seeing this reminder to, you know, to to add another online backup service. But in terms of what I actually did in 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 the way of backup by adding another hard drive, time capsule, uh, you know, a, a Dropbox professional account, uh, an iCloud, prof- you know, increased storage, all of those things. Actually, I really, reflecting on it, basically accomplished what that resolution was. Although I, until today, Tom, I sort of felt like a failure at that. Um, so that's good to revisit uh, those resolutions again to think of about what you actually accomplish. And then the the uh, the Evernote thing was interesting because I started using Evernote to try to dive into it to do some stuff with David Allen's getting things done approach. And because that didn't work for me, I moved over to try actually try OmniFocus, and that was such a huge benefit, sort of my big win of 2014. So the way that that Evernote resolution kind of morphed over to be uh, – OmniFocus, I think, was was a big win. And so I, I think that, that my lesson from there is it's okay to take a resolution that, you, that might be a little vague at the beginning of the year and kind of follow it to where it leads and, and where you end up might be an even better place than where you, you started. 
So now it's time for our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation. You can use the second this podcast ends. Tom, take it away. So I've been reading articles lately on uh, the website Medium, um, where people are using more and more often to write kind of thoughtful, um, really interesting articles on different topics. And there was one that caught my eye, um, uh, written by a non-techie person about technology, and it's an article called Email Habits, How to Use Psychology to Regain Control. And it's a it's a guy who wrote a book called Hooked, How to Build Habit-Forming Products. And, and he's basically um, applying some of what he's learned learned on, on how habits are formed to suggest ways to get better control over your email. I, you may agree or disagree with some of the uh, some of the practices that he's recommending here, but I think it's an interesting, different, non-technology way uh, to look at uh, the problem of email. It's called Email Habits, How to Use Psychology to Regain Control. Dennis. And I decided to point people to the 2014 Bloggy Awards, B-L-A-W-G-G-I-E. Um, and these uh, are a set of awards that I unleashed, as I like to say, on an unsuspecting <laughs> blogosphere 11 years ago uh, when I had the idea of like, hey, I have a blog. All these other people are doing these awards things. It's there's no nothing to keep me from from uh, posting my own awards uh, awards and so you know 11 years later I'm still doing it and uh, it's highly opinionated uh, just and I try to you know tip the hat to to blogs I actually read and 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 really enjoy so um, it's a way to kind of do a shout out to people that I really like who I think are doing really good work uh, to show some of the new blogs I've discovered during the year. And so I recommend it, uh, you know, not so much because it's an award. It's not like anybody actually wins anything that I, that I give them, but uh, it's, it's gets a great response every year. And it's, uh, I think a really useful way for people to see the blogs that I actually read and, and maybe find some new good ones to read yourself. So that wraps it up for this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Information on how to get in touch with us, as well as links to all the topics we discussed today, is available on our show notes blog at tcamreport.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or on the Legal Talk Network site. Uh, you can also get to our archives of all our previous podcasts in both places as well. If you have a question about a, an episode, if you want something answered, or if you've got a topic for an upcoming podcast, please email us at tcamreport at gmail.com or send us a tweet. I'm at Tom Mile, and Dennis is at Dennis Kennedy. So until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy, and you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, a podcast on legal technology with an internet focus. Help us out by telling a couple of your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, The Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network. <laughs>